This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, August the 17th, 2016. Well, hey, good morning and welcome on a hump day. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. We miss you. It's been 24 hours since we last got to be with you. What do we do here? The physical delivery of gold and silver. And it's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy's here to take your call, answer your questions. Walk you through your order, or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Not only can you point and click to order your product, maybe just peruse the product, product, but you can also get the news to disturb the comfortable. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its leader, its CEO, the man behind this show, the man, the money behind this show, Joe J. Quinn on a hump day. How are you, sir? Oh, what a great day, and... and uh... Today is the releasing of the Fed minutes. In case we, I don't think I brought that up the other day. Yes, we're going to find out how many words they changed this time as people try to look for clues as to what it is that the Federal Reserve is going to do next. Uh, I just want to thank all of our customers. You know, yesterday we ran uh, that court ordered liquidation. And and congratulations to all of you that were able to take advantage of that. I wish it had been more. Uh, yeah, really, really, uh, it's too bad that more of you weren't able to uh, take advantage of that. Uh, but but I will say that you know your support is vital. I mean, this is what drives this show. Is uh, all of you out there that do business with us and other like-minded people? And uh, just was happy that we were able to offer something. I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, the the pricing was incredible. Um, and I think in the future, if that situation arises again, uh, we'll probably give it another shot. Uh, but, uh, again, thank you to all of you that were able to participate. Uh, anytime you do that, you always help us in continuing over 20 years of business and and I got to tell you, I am really having a hard time understanding. Uh, you know, Wall Street's down again today. This is the second uh, day in a row now that they've suffered some losses here as all of the retailers are coming out with earnings. And today we had Target and Lowe's and both big misses on both sides. And you think about Lowe's. Right, Home Depot is one of the bright spots, and 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 Home Depot came out the other day. Hey, things are great. Lowe's today reported weak sales growth at its existing stores. Second quarter profits missed all analyst expectations. The company cut its profit expectations for the for the year. Shares were down sharply. Uh, Target followed it up with a cut in its profit forecast as key sales outlook. Uh, fewer customers, this is never a good sign, fewer customers in its stores, and it acknowledged that it didn't push the second part of its expect more and pay less program. Uh, target shares down over 7%. If you go out to allamericangold.com, 
this morning the lead article, Cisco Systems. And I have a, a soft spot for Cisco Systems. They do routers. Uh, and for, for those of you that don't know what that is, that allows for all of that data, that electronic data, to pass from, uh, I don't know, one server to the next server and allows for the uh, World Wide Web to work and all that stuff. And they were one of the great tech darlings. Uh, and I've told this story many, many of times. You know, when I met my wife, when I met Sarah, uh, that's when I, you know, I, I met Eric. And Eric was that right-wing wacko, you know, and I always tell the story about what I met. Man, we got along. Well, I mean, we just hit it off. We did. And we'd golf together. We'd have a few beers together. You know, we just had fun. And I'd always tell my wife, man, I just love your uncle. I love him. Love him to pieces. But, man, is he whacked out. He's loco. He's loco. And I was, I was at the time, you know what, my uh, brother had talked me into buying some tech stocks. And one of the things, my largest stock that I own happened to be Cisco. And it was like clockwork. It was like printing money. Right? I had no idea. I mean, I knew what kind of what they were, but I didn't know. Right? I didn't know anything about them. All I knew is they'd come out with earnings, their stock would go up, and every every year they'd do a two-for-one stock split, so I'd have double the amount of stocks and and and, uh, and all of that stuff. And I started talking to Eric, and I was trying to convince him, hey, maybe you should, you know, start hey, buying some of these tech stocks. Sure. Right? Hey, you know the NASDAQ's going to take out the Dow, and the Dow's going to become a, you know, the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he started telling me, hey, you know what? Maybe you should sell these tech stocks. And I was fortunate enough and wise enough to take that advice, and I actually sold all of my tech stocks, including my Cisco stock. And that's actually how we bought our first home, Sarah and I. Good advice. And then, of course, right after that, the NASDAQ bubble just went to you-know-what, and Cisco's never been close to what it was. I think I sold it. It was like $80 a share. They announced, what, 15, 14, 15 Twenty percent of their global employment force, 14,000 employees, are getting papers. Nice knowing you. Nice knowing you. Thanks for trying thanks, out. Thanks, thanks for playing the feud. <laughs> Off you go. Kissed by Richard Dawson. Good knowing you. <laughs> Old Richard, yeah, they didn't win the $20,000 in the fast money round. They only got $5 a point. Well, actually, they didn't even get that. They just got let go. Uh, but the the theme of this resurgent consumer not really happening. We're going to talk about that. We've got a great show. We also have Richard Nixon. You're not going to want to miss it. Patriot Radio News Hour, Double J and the Love. And all of you are toll free number 800 951 zero five nine two and you know i I, i'm just going to do this again silver it's down back down to nineteen dollars fifty cents i'm doing one of my buy all you can okay you got the word You, you know the phone number buy all you can uh just an excellent opportunity in that market once again you know, we were talking about what what's really happening. 
I mean, how how can it be when you really look rationally and intelligently? How can this be any sort of great economic period, right? It, it, it isn't. Right? And I don't think anybody even makes that argument, right? It's the worst recovery since they began tracking recovery, right, as far as growth and all of that stuff. But then you start looking. I mean, makes you close to 100 stores. Lowe's said, yeah, no, we missed it. Target, there's less people in the store. Right, and the list goes on. Even Sports Authority wiped off the planet. Right, go on, right? I, I did the TJ Maxx thing, right? TJ Maxx is one of the great retailers of retailers. They really are. They're fantastic. Even they said, eh. And you know, uh, TJ Maxx is the uh, owner of Marshalls. Yeah, you know they, that, right, they're, they're, right. they're the same. TJX, I think, is right. their top so symbol. It, I mean, so, I mean, they may have other signs that says Marshall on it, but that's TJ Maxx. I mean, they're, they're just. It, it's just so cumulative, and really, when you look at the strength of the consumer, it's all really in, in just a few categories. Health care, it's killing us. All the great health care, oh, we really controlled the cost of health care. Remember Obama used to say that, and I told you all, yeah, don't get ready. I'm going to get ready. I, I was watching Channel, uh, uh, Channel 3 Television News, uh, Good Morning Arizona. And the people in that area, Pinnell County, Pinnell County now listen, Pinnell the, County, Oregon, the people right, that, that, that don't have health care. Right, that used to be a, a real rural area. It's not so much anymore. It's turned into, you know, uh, the city of Maricopa's in there. And I mean, there's it, it's a growing area because you got to live farther and farther away to actually be able to afford any type of housing. As it sits right now, there is no health care there. There's not going to be providers of health care there. It, and, why? Because and, and there's and no course, check. The reason why you need that is because everybody that signs up for Obamacare gets subsidized. Because they can't really afford it. I think this is the start of uh, a domino effect that's going to be happening across the country. Yeah, no, it's, counties. It's, a, it's a double, double-digit increases coming all over the board. And the problem is I'm not talking about 10 or 11%. People are going to be waking up to... 20, 30, 40% increases in the cost of health care. All this quote, those few years where they, oh, look at how great job we've done controlling, they just backloaded it. You know, and I know that when that first came out, Eric and I spent a great deal of time on it. All of this stuff was only meant to get worse every year from, you know, the from inception. Right, and they came out with all these fantastic projections and how much it was going to save everybody, and we're the greatest, and of course it's turning into this huge debacle. But that is a huge part of this consumer strength, is all of us paying more for health care and a lot more. The other big part of this quote-unquote consumer strength they're talking about is rent. Where you're not seeing the consumer strength, is at the retail establishment, which is what it used to be, right? It used to be, hey, the consumer spending, that's great news for the malls, that's great news for the retailers, everybody's out there, even car sales are falling. So, you know, I'll be very, very curious to see uh, how they fix all of these things and how they go about doing all of these things but I, I I wanted to touch on that today because I, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked. Lowe's shocked me more than anything. 
because uh, Home Depot still had a good number uh, earlier this week, but Lowe's says, it, and it's softening. You can tell, you can feel it. I know here, you know, we're very, I, I believe, symbolic of what's happening out there. When I'm slow, it feels like everything is slow in this town. And it's been slow in here. You know, we, my uncle always used to say, it'd have to speed up to be slow. That's kind of what it feels like. And now all of the retailers, they're saying the exact same thing. It's slow, and it's not good. And and now you, you, you sit there and you talk about the Federal Reserve is going to release these minutes, trying to pretend that things are great. Yesterday we did uh, the show about what's, what's really underneath the facade, right? Don't look behind the curtain, right? It's a pretty curtain. Right? It's nice, it's green, and it's pretty, and it looks wonderful. And then when you look behind the curtain, you're like, what? You're right? It, it, it's just nothing but a cesspool. And that's really what is happening here in the economy today. This is just what it is. If you want to pretend and live in make-believe and, and, and go visit Tattoo and Mr. Rourke on Fantasy Island, you can but something very interesting happened. You know, we had Jesse on, and I missed it, was the, the anniversary, the 45-year anniversary of Richard Nixon closing the gold window. And really what that meant is we went 100% fiat central bank central planning. And, of course, when you look at history... We're going to judge this period as one of the worst mistakes the United States has ever made, because it was a financial mistake. Uh, But I'm going to play a different part of the clip. We play probably, I don't know, once every couple of years I'll play the standard Richard Nixon clip where as long as Americans buy American, everything's going to be fine. But we're going to play a little different part of this clip today, and I want you to pay very close attention to what it was that Richard Nixon thought it was that he was fighting against, and then some of the measures that they took that people don't talk about. Everyone talks about him closing the gold window, but he did something else that was very, very significant. Ramon, let's play President Nixon. The third indispensable element in building the new prosperity is closely related to creating new jobs and halting inflation. We must protect the position of the American dollar as a pillar of monetary stability around the world. In the past seven years, there's been an average of one international monetary crisis every year. Now, who gains from these crises? Not the working man, not the investor, not the real producers of wealth. The gainers are the international money speculators. Because they thrive on crises, they help to create them. In recent weeks, the speculators have been waging an all-out war on the American dollar. The strength of a nation's currency is based on the strength of that nation's economy. And the American economy is by far the strongest in the world. Accordingly, I have directed the Secretary of the Treasury to take the action necessary to defend the dollar against the speculators. I have directed Secretary Connolly to suspend temporarily the convertibility of the dollar into gold or other reserve assets 
except in amounts and conditions determined to be in the interest of monetary stability and in the best interest of the United States. Now, what does this action, which is very technical, what does it mean for you? Let me lay to rest the bugaboo of what is called devaluation. If you want to buy a foreign car or take a trip abroad, market conditions may cause your dollar to buy slightly less. But if you are among the overwhelming majority of Americans who buy American-made products in America, your dollar will be worth just as much tomorrow as it is today. The effect of this action, in other words, will be to stabilize the dollar. Now, this action will not win us any friends among the international money traders. But our primary concern is with the American workers and with fair competition around the world. To our friends abroad, including the many responsible members of the international banking community who are dedicated to stability and the flow of trade, I give this assurance. The United States has always been and will continue to be a forward-looking and trustworthy trading partner. In full cooperation with the International Monetary Fund and those who trade with us, we will press for the necessary reforms to set up an urgently needed new international monetary system. Stability and equal treatment is in everybody's best interest. I am determined that the American dollar must never again be a hostage in the hands of international speculators. I'm taking one further step to protect the dollar, to improve our balance of payments, and to increase jobs for Americans. As a temporary measure, I am today imposing an additional tax of 10% on goods imported into the United States. This is a better solution for international trade than direct controls on the amount of imports. This import tax is a temporary action. It isn't directed against any other country. It's an action to make certain that American products will not be at a disadvantage because of unfair exchange rates. When the unfair treatment is ended, the import tax will end as well. As a result of these actions, the product of American labor will be more competitive, and the unfair edge that some of our foreign competition has will be removed. This is a major reason why our trade balance has eroded over the past 15 years. Think about what Richard Nixon was just talking about. First of all, he uses the right the the money speculators, the international money speculators that were causing problems right, with the value of the dollar, and, and of course we're talking about what? We're talking about central banks. And in 1971, what Richard Nixon at least told the American public was, I'm here to protect you. We need to improve the balance of payment. He was talking about the trade deficit. We need to protect the American worker. I'm imposing a 10% tariff, and well, additional tariff, 
on all foreign goods. Now think about today. Okay, think about today. Now they tell us anybody that wants to, to protect an American worker, you're just a protectionist. Right? We, we talk about all of these currencies and right and all this thing. Nobody cares about the dollar. They want the dollar to actually be weaker. He talked about the bugaboo of devaluation. Well, we've seen it, haven't we? Think about 1971, what you could buy in 1971 versus what you could buy today. I mean, 1971, you could buy a house and a car, a nice house and a nice car. It wouldn't even be 30 grand. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? <laughs> right? Now, now you can't even buy a really nice car for 30 grand anymore. But you see how they've won. We were fighting against this in 1971, and we've lost. And this is what, why I, I keep telling you. It's not a matter of if anymore. We lost. The central bankers are on the path leading us to destruction. We knew it in 1971, and we're just trying to let you not know it today. Plain and simple. We got a warning from Martin Armstrong next. Welcome to the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Mrs. Schlafly is founder and CEO of Ego Forum, a leading force in the pro-family movement since 1972. And now, here's Mrs. Schlafly. For centuries, the rights of private property were sacrosanct, and nobody could force a property owner to allow trespass on his land. A man's home is his castle, is a famous expression illustrating that the owner can exclude anyone and everyone he likes. Trespass has long been a crime. Under traditional English law, trespass was not justified even when it was the result of a mistake. The Massachusetts Supreme Court, however, just invented a new right for homeless people to trespass on private property and stay there. A homeless man was convicted by a jury on seven counts of criminal trespass for taking shelter in privately owned buildings while he was subject to no trespass orders prohibiting him from going there. His excuse was the cold temperatures outside, but the trial judge observed that there were lawful alternatives available to the defendant and he did not have to trespass in order to survive. Yet the Massachusetts Supreme Court overturned nearly all of his convictions. The court ruled that the cold weather may be enough for a homeless person to justify his trespass into a private building. If it was cold outside, and if the homeless person demonstrated a lack of lawful alternatives, then he might have a right to trespass on private property. Cold weather might not seem like the kind of clear and imminent danger that centuries of English law required before allowing someone to justify his trespass onto private property. 
After all, there was cold weather in England in the 1600s, but a man's home was still his castle, no matter how the mercury dropped. Due to this new ruling, however, somebody else's property may become a homeless man's castle in the wintertime in Massachusetts. You can help stop non-elected judges from imposing their own social and political agendas on the American people. Go online to eagleforum.org. Download free chapters of Phyllis Schlafly's book, The Supremacist, to share with your study group, including chapters on religion, life, property rights, and other hot issues. Join our blog debate. Make your voice heard. That's eagleforum.org. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Pigeon Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. You know what's so funny? We're now we talk about what, bringing the jobs back, right? Yeah, even Hillary's up there on stage. Right, we got to bring, bring the jobs back. Yeah. <laughs> 1971, we were out imposing tariffs to try to keep the Americans buying American. And you know, and they even talked about the overwhelming majority of Americans buy American. Now you go into Walmart, you you can't buy anything made in America. Well, I said, you know, obviously that's an exaggeration, but so few things. And they knew then. Listen, all these same people that wrote all the textbooks, that all of these alleged academia, right, have learned, Right, from Alan Greenstein to Ben Bernanke to Janet Yellen, all these other central bankers around the world, they knew then. You know when it dies? Yeah, it dies when you stop becoming the major builder of things. Your country dies. You know, just to put it in perspective, do you know that all through the 60s, every year, 60, 61, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. We ran trade surpluses. I keep trying to explain this to you. I keep trying to teach you what the history really is. We didn't run trade deficits. By the time the 60s came to an end, 1969, the trade surplus was only $91 million. And this is what Richard Nixon was talking about. By the way, the first trade deficit we ran, 1971, negative $1.3 billion. 1972, it was negative $5.4 billion. Of course, you got to remember now, the government fiscal year is a little different. So by the time Nixon was making this proclamation, uh, a lot of that was too late. We did run a trade surplus again in 73. In 1975, by the way, that was the last year the United States ever ran a trade surplus. And what, for, for those of you that don't
don't understand. That's money leaving the country. Every trade deficit is wealth leaving America. We've had wealth leaving America since 1975. What did we replace it with? Debt. 1971, the national debt was only $400 billion. And I say only. Only took 195 years to amass that big number. Today, I think the official number right this second is $19,430,000,000. We're on our way to 19 and a half, and like I said, by inauguration day, it'll be $20 trillion. But just little high school math, and this is how big of a lie that they've told all of us, and not just for two or three or five or ten years, for decades now. Nineteen trillion, okay? We had four hundred billion when we started. So you take the nineteen trillion four hundred billion, forget about the change. I'll leave the other thirty billion, forget about that. I'm gonna forget about that thirty billion. That means the deficit in forty five years has gone up nineteen trillion dollars. Well, if you do simple math and you divide that nineteen trillion by forty five that means the average debt would have been $422 billion a year. You know that according to the government, <laughs> we never had a $400 billion budget deficit all the way up until the last year of George Bush's presidency. Not George Bush, the old one. George Bush, the junior. W. W. Right. Last year, right, they said, oh, hey, the deficit's only whatever it was, $400 billion, and this year it's going to be six. That's all a lot. The real numbers, when you count everything, is the United States is on a rocket ship to bankruptcy. And you're going to this year. You're seeing you're seeing a big jump in the in the debt number this year, right? Even though the economy, quote unquote, is doing good, every year after that, it's just piling on and piling on and piling on. And the only thing that would be able to save you was if Americans bought American, and and you know what? They took it away. We are supposed to be protecting ourselves from the international money traders. <laughs> That's a fancy word for central banks. Right? And, and, you know, guys like Soros and all of that who now control everything. And then you start to wonder, how are they going to deal with the problem? Because they're going to have to do something. Right? I mean, what? What, you think we're just going to sit there and do nothing? Social Security's going to be broke in 10 years. What do you think we're going to do? Oh, hey, don't worry. You know what? You'll be fine. We'll just send you 70% of what you used to get. Everything will be fine. I know you're old, but it'll be okay. <laughs> you think we're going to do that? They're going to have to get the money from somewhere. Where do you think that's going to be? Well, that was the fun.
funny thing. Once again, I always try to think of ahead, and once again, they're smarter than me. They do more things. You know, they're doing all. Look at over here, double, double. Look at here. Look at what the Japanese are doing. Double. Have you heard about the German banks? Oh my God, Brexit, and I missed it. I missed it. I had a customer send me this link, and I want to thank Jim. Jim, thank you. If you have something that maybe I'm missing, email me. I love it. Double J at allamericangold.com. Spell out the word double, the letter J, double J at allamericangold.com. Because this is what makes this such a great program. Because it's not just me, it's all of us. And and uh, after the break, we're going to talk about where it is that the money is going to come from. Because it's going to come, trust me, it's coming from somewhere. And Martin Armstrong may have put his finger right on the heart of it. And once again, it's the wolf in sheep's clothing. The government stepping in to quote-unquote help us. Right? We should always be leery of that. Anytime they've touched anything, they've made it worse. Well, I'm going to tell you what they're touching next, and you're probably not going to want the. I know it. You're not going to like it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll free number 800 uh, I'm just going to read it to you. And it's one of those things that, again, they're just smarter than we are. And I think it was Nancy Pelosi. You have to pass the bill to find out what's in the bill, right? Talking about Obamacare. Yeah, well, guess what? They passed it. We're finding out now. The cost of insurance is going to just devastate people. You're going, you think this year's been bad for retail? Wait till next year. The bottom line is after you pay the basics, right? The basics used to be what? Shelter, food, right? You needed those two things, shelter and food. Well, now you need shelter, food, and health care, right? Because it's law. And there's not enough money left. There's just not. And, of course, the health care, you know, the whole promise of cheap health care and all that, that was just was a lie. You know, think about all the things they lie about. Right? They lie about GDP. They lie about jobs. They, lie. they try to keep this picture. You know, we keep talking about, hey, on the outside, everything looks okay. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look great. But it looks okay. Right? Because they don't tell the truth. You do know that, right? The seasonal adjustments, that's just code for no tell the truth. Why do you think they change how they calculate unemployment? Why do you think they calculate the way they, they, they track inflation? What, did the laws of mathematics change? This is simple addition and subtraction, division and multiplication. It's not rocket science. No, they changed it. Because they wanted to keep the outside of the picture looking nice. The financial services industry, undergoing its greatest upheaval, perhaps 
in more than 35 years. We'll probably go back to 1971, right? Could you imagine today what Wall Street would do with a 10% tariff on all foreign goods? I mean, Wall Street probably wouldn't open on Monday. <laughs> right? That'd be down lock limit. It'd be horrible. Because right? none of them employ Americans anymore. The government has come up with a brilliant new idea. Pretend there is a crisis that they need to step in and save you. I have warned that there have been talk about taking over 401k funds, which are about, you know, close to what we owe in the national debt. Of course, that's unfortunately, excuse me, unfortunately for us, that won't be uh, totally accurate here in a few more years. But that's the one place. Where could we go and get the money? Right? Martin Armstrong says he thinks he's found it. There have been proposals that they just take control of that. Talking about the 401 case. Stuff it by mandatory investment into government bonds. Remember one of the pieces of legislation that they passed. Yes, now you can have people buy government bonds. If they aren't offered a 401k, they can just buy these. Some countries already require funds, especially pension funds, to be conservative, right, which means, hey, you only can put this much stuff in it, right? They did the same thing with the banks. Part of Dodd-Frank, a lot of these banks now are forced to hold treasuries because they need to have a certain level of what they call Tier 1 capital, which is why I tell you this. Another reason why this negative rate thing just doesn't hold any mustard. And it said that the one thing we know, whether government claims it is doing something to protect you or not, you can be sure the end result will only put you out of more money, right? I mean, that's all that ever happened. Have you ever seen a program yet where the government took it over and spending actually went down? It's never happened. I mean, look at the IRS. Look at the thing. You know, the government used to never collect income tax. We got the money by tariffs. Now look at the tax code. You've got to hire CPAs just to do your regular taxes. I'm a small business owner. I know a lot of my customers. You guys are small, but you know what I'm saying. It's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. As of 2017, what is yours will begin the process of becoming theirs. The new ruling from the Department of Labor affecting financial advice related to retirement plans is nothing more than to pretend to protect consumers against high fees, which necessitates the government stepping in to monitor your 401k. And we've seen a lot of this. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, high fees, not high fees, they're ripping you off. You know, part of the reason why I tell everybody, get in the metals program. 
If you're one of those people that is saving month to month to month, get in the medals program. You're going to pay so much less in fees. Five, if you've been doing it five, 10, 15 years, it's just going to save you huge money. These guys charge you every year for money that's already there. Not only do they hit you for the fees on the money you put in every 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 two weeks, they are they hit you on the fees for the money that's already been there. And they do it every single that'd be like me calling you up every hey, listen, uh hey Bill, uh you bought gold for me last year. Yeah, I I, I need another uh two percent please because you bought gold for me last year and, and the year before and the year before and the year before. But now the government is stepping in to help us. Is that really what they're doing or are they trying to do something else? Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J in the love. Uh, all out, again, all out buy on U.S. Silver Eagles. Uh, one through 15, one through 14, 470, 15 rolls or more, uh, $465 today. Uh, buy these pullbacks. I'm just telling you, you're going to be. Buy the pullbacks, buy the dips, 800-951-0592. Talking about the new regulations in the 401k industry. The Department of Justice is now going to target the small retirement managers. I'm telling you, this is how it gets done. It really is. You want to get rid of all the banks? Pass Dodd-Frank and watch them all go bye-bye. They're going to regulate it to death. They're all going to get out. The ones that try to stay in, get ready for the Department of Justice to come and step in. Oh, hey, you had a bad year last year. You know what? We're going to have to take over all your accounts. I mean, that's what's coming. says that they'll expose them for fraud, that they can turn them into a justification for a government takeover of all 401k. This is how the whole thing will unfold because of all the off-budget expenditures, right? You know, we talk about that all the time, about the line of what the real numbers are. And it says that Social Security, Medicare, listen, all these numbers get really bad. The trust funds, there's no money in the trust funds. It's just a piece of paper. And now they're saying, hey, listen, they're starting to write the laws, they're pretending to help about the fees, and they're going to turn that into a way to go in and just take over the 401 industry as a whole. And it says that it's just too tempting for politicians to ignore when they're in desperate need of cash. They're going to justify the seizure, claiming retired people are being ripped off with exorbitant fees. Of course, the Obama administration or any administration in the past 100 years, you know, talking about, like, taxes for global warming, all this other stuff. But when you look at it, a trillion dollars isn't enough. Two trillion, three trillion. You need to find the big slices. And trust me, you don't want your money where they're going to go for the big slice. Put away some hard assets. 
Be your own central bank. You remember what Nixon was trying to protect us against, right? The international money changers, <laughs> the banks. And you can see what he was doing, right? The tariffs and all that protect American jobs, right? Try to run a trade surplus, not trade deficits, and we lost. And look at what we've done. We've created the largest debt bubble the world has ever seen. And we know how it ends. All the great superpowers, they all did the same thing. One, You know, they did a little differently. You know, they thought they got smart. Oh, we outsmarted them. And it always comes down to basic elementary math. It doesn't come down to seasonal adjustments, and it doesn't come down to percentage of GDP, and it doesn't come down to to any other of these fancy terms, interest rates or the like. Debt is debt, and when you got too much of it, you go under. It's that simple. 800-951-0592. Everybody take care. Have a great day.